Good morning, church. Buenos dias. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, this is the last sermon of this sermon series. How many of you have been blessed by this sermon series? Hallelujah. So good. Well, today we're going to dive into a spiritual warfare. So get ready because we are about to dive into great things in secrets from the kingdom. Luke 11, 21, 23, it says, when a strong man fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. So we are just learning from Jesus that we are in this continuous spiritual conflict. And we encounter this again and again in every aspect of life. But we also know that we have victory in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So now in this passage, I want to call your attention to key words. Um, a strong man and then a stronger man attacks, overpowers, overpowers him, the armor. So these words are key in the spiritual warfare. And Jesus is talking about himself. That he's, he's the stronger man. He comes in, in and takes over the kingdom of darkness. So we challenge you and challenge the whole church um, last week that St. John is called to be a battleship, not a cruise ship. And it's time to board. Okay, so in the battleship, you also have fun. So you can go to the island and Hawaii and other places and just, by the way, we need to pray for Hawaii. But, you know, we, you, you have fun in the battleship. You still can have games and talk, but you know that you are there not to have fun. You are there to fight. And that's the way we need to approach life as Christians. You know, we are true disciples, passionate spiritual disciples. And those who are passionate spiritual disciples understand that we are in a warfare. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So our war, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Next time you fight or have an argument with your spouse or your husband, remember that that our war, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So we need to start, stop talking to people and convincing people and making people do things and start praying. And if we do that, God is going to open doors for us in mighty ways. So the idea this morning is to start recognizing this spiritual um, warfare we are in, that warfare and spiritual war is a reality the fact that when we don't understand how the enemy works and how the kingdom of darkness works and how the kingdom of God works, we basically lose this battle by default. And if you love games and sports, losing by default means that the other team didn't show up or the team was disqualified or the team withdraw. And that happens and then the other team wins, not because they have the capacity or the skills, it's just because the other team didn't do his part. So hopefully with this um, sermon, we're going to start diving into spiritual warfare and seeing things from this perspective. 
I, I'm always impressed that when you go to Israel, you go to Africa, you go to uh, many other continents, Latin America, and everything is spiritual. You come to the United States, everything is natural. People don't, you know, and then you read the Bible and everything has a spiritual connotation. You come to America and people start thinking about that. Everything is natural. So people don't have this, um, usually don't have this openness or awareness that this is a spiritual warfare 24-7. doesn't matter where you are. It's real. So we need to just learn and not allow the enemy to win this battle. So we need to learn together as we go deeper into this subject so we win this battle. Then, the understanding that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. There are spiritual powers of darkness who wage war against God and against his people. And the fact that we are here, you know, this morning, learning about all of this, this is just a statement on how organized the kingdom of darkness is. And therefore, for us to win this battle, we have to organize ourselves. And I remember seeing um, this movie uh, from the 50s or 60s uh, talking about the Godfather and Al Capone and all these people. And they, they, they call it organized crime. And the government could not really beat them up because they were organized crime. <laughs> so it's, it's not enough for us to do good and love to do good things, but we have to be organized because it's the only way we're going to win the battle. There's not other way around. So we need to recognize this spiritual um, battle. Now, there is some passages that really open our eyes to this reality of spiritual warfare. First Thessalonians 2, 18, it says, For we wanted to come to you, Paul is speaking, certainly I, Paul, wanted to go to you again and again, but Satan blocked our way. So this is the reality that the enemy blocks your way when you want to do God's purpose. It's a fact. Now, 2 Corinthians 2, 11, as we do this, so that we may not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Understanding the way the kingdom of darkness works, understanding the way he works, designs, is a complex way of attack. That's why sometimes it's not easy to um, learn and understand and discern what is happening, but we have to be aware. Second Corinthians 11:14. And no wonder, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Even in the United States, there is a law called impersonation. If you impersonate an officer of the government, you can go to jail. And I have news for you: Satan impersonates the light. He's also going to jail. Wait for it. Jesus is going to send him to hell for an eternity. It's powerful. But he disguises as an angel of light, so we have to have discernment, know the word, so you know who is talking to you. Ananias, Peter asked, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Acts 5.3. So this idea that we lie just because it's a nonsense. Satan fills our hearts with lies. And last time I checked, Jesus said, I am the truth. So anything that is outside of the truth, every lie, there's no such a thing as white lies. 
Lie is a lie and it's sinful and goes against Jesus. So let's stop lying one thing for all. Don't lie. Don't lie. It's in our nature to lie just because. But it's the, it's the influence of the flesh. It's the influence of the spirit of darkness. Luke 13, 16, Jesus teaching about the Sabbath and healing this woman. Jesus says, Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Jesus is asking, it's okay to deliver people? Yes, it's okay to do good in the Sabbath, but it, Jesus is in the business of deliverance, freeing his people so they can live God's purpose. First Peter 5.8, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking someone to the bar. And that's why I'm teaching you, because I'm, it's my prayer that you will not be one of those that he's around, going again and again around you. That you know how to fight and how to embrace the, 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 all this, this knowledge and the weapons that Jesus already gave you. Understanding that if you are trained, the enemy will find other people. It's like I said that in the previous service. If you go to a house and that house has a, a, a sign that says, smile, you are on camera, and we have security, most likely that thief will go to another house, right? So that's my hope, that you really move in the spirit so that when the enemy comes and says, let me go to another house because this household is established under the rock. These people are going to beat me up in the name of Jesus. Colossians 4, 14 to 16, it says, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us, condemning us, he has taken it away, talking about Jesus, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he make a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. Now see this picture, Jesus on the cross looks very, very weak. He was beaten, he was, he was blood all over the place, he was crucified, he could not move, but in the spirit, he was conquering darkness. So every time you see people that look weak outside, if the person is praying, if the person is really believing and asking the Holy Spirit to free him up or his family, you might be weak outside, but you might be winning in the spirit. And that's what is important, that when you see a situation in your life that is not according to God's will, don't accept it. Say, enough is enough. This is not what God says. And right now, in the name of Jesus, these circumstances have to change. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. Fight it. These passages teach us about this importance that when we are facing God in the... One of these days, when you go and face God, that you can look at him and say, I, I, I help you to, brought, to bring your kingdom down to earth. I want to be your help. I want to be a channel. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. There are spiritual powers of darkness who wage war against God and seek to destroy his 
people. And how we can fight this fight? Well, we have these powerful passages in Ephesians. There are seven pieces of the armor of God. The only one thing that I have for you is, for you to wear this armor and for me to wear this armor, we have to walk in the spirit. There's no such a thing as having pride, not surrender, not confess your thing, and then you're going to your sins, and then you're going to say, I'm going to wear the armor of God. Doesn't work like that way. We have to submit. We have to surrender. And then you can wear the armor. Because that's what it says. Number one, the belt of truth. Talking about the logos, the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation the whole word of God, the breastplate of righteousness, claiming Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and just surrender and denouncing that you're not going to trust in your own actions, your own merits, your own success. You're going to claim Jesus' work on the cross. The gospel of the peace, preach the gospel, live it out. The shield of peace, shalom, that God brings harmony with your friends, that God heals you, that he brings health and and peace to your household, your family, and your country. The shield of peace to just to protect yourself with the, with the gospel and the grace of God in the name of Jesus. The helmet of salvation that you protect your mind from those thoughts and you don't allow the enemy to control your mind. God is powerful. The creator of the universe decides and often speaks through you through your thoughts. Protect your mind. You become what you read. You become what you see. The sword of the spirit, the word of God. This is powerful. This is the rhema. This is the, the vivid work. It is written. It's when you know all these 66 books, but something is happening, and you can claim a word and say, it is written. That's the sword. That's the sword. Not today, Satan. Not today. In the name of Jesus. Wow. That's the armor of God. And once you, are, you have that in place, then you need to understand how the enemy works. Breaking down Satan's rule of engagement. <laughs> Learn from this. This is a book came now, okay? <laughs> the tension between the flesh and the spirit. Those who are walking in the spirit, those who understand spiritual warfare know that they live in a constant tension between the flesh and the spirit, between, between darkness and light. You cannot just walk in the morning like it's sun shining and nothing is happening. You're supposed to be fighting your flesh. You're supposed to be in tension all the time. Like God is asking you to do something, but you don't want to do it. You, you want to go around. You want to change it. But no, God is saying again, no, 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 that's not what I said. This is what I'm saying. You have to be in that tension. You're not supposed to get up and, <sighs> no, something is going on. If you have no tension, most likely, you are walking in the same direction of the enemy. The moment you turn around, he will block your way. The moment you said, I'm going to move in God's name, and I'm going to embrace my calling, and I'm going to start serving, he starts blocking your way. Fight. Persistent break resistance. You have to persist in prayer. And Jesus, in Luke 18, is calling us, pray, pray, pray. And he was giving us a parable about the need to pray Without ceasing, just pray, pray. The enemy will resist you, but we have to pray and continue praying. You are closer to your answer to, to see what God wants to do through you when you start praying. The lack of submission to God's word and will. Resist the devil. How you resist the devil? You resist the devil by submitting to God's word. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. You submit, how, how can I resist the devil? Well, you have to submit. 
to God's word and will. And then it says in James 4, if you submit to my word and you submit to my hand, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Find somebody else, not here, not today. I'm going to submit to God's word. And sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes it's not fun. It's hard. It's attention, but we submit. The misplacement of faith, that's another one. We all are born with faith. Ephesians 2 says that it's a gift from God. Now, the issue here is where I put my faith. That's the challenge. That's why we have so many religions. That's why we have so many countries. People believe so many things. Because God gave us the gift of faith. The question here is, is a faith that's safe? Where is your faith? Is it in Jesus? Or is it in the government? Or is it in another God? Or another idol? Or in creation? Where is your faith? My faith is, we pray, but you need to make the distinction between evilness, human evilness, and spiritual evilness. You rebuke a spirit, it will go away. You rebuke a human, they might not. Now, discerning the times, Kronos and Kairos, that's one of the big ones. Why? Kronos is the time that we have here on earth. Minutes, hours, days, times. The Kairos is God's time. And sometimes we, we cannot discern. We want things, but it's not God's time. It's not Kairos, it's Kronos. You have to wait, and you have to wait, and you start getting anxious. And God is saying, wait, breathe. The beautiful thing about Kairos is that God is not regulated by time. He can show up anytime and anyway. In spiritual warfare, someone wants to fire you, and another co-worker says, I'm going to work really hard for this person to get fired. And he starts working with another co-worker and go to your boss, and they say, okay, we're going to bring, him, bring her in at, at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, we're going to put together the paperwork, and on Friday, we're going to call her and fire her. And then you didn't know anything about that. All that is happening from Monday to Friday. And then you learn about it before going to the meeting. You say, can I go to the bathroom? Yes. Father, I didn't know anything about you, but you are not subject to the chronos. You are God. Bring your kingdom. You brought me to this place. I'm not going nowhere in the name of Jesus. You go back to the meeting and something happens. We're not going to fire you again. And the other person, the other person is angry. You already promised that we will fight. I'm not, no, I don't know, but we're going to give you another chance. Wow. Satan plans things from Monday to Friday, and God shows up in a minute. <laughs> Dismantle the whole thing. This is why it's so important to pray and spend time with God. That's why God is showing us, this powerful statement, by the finger of God, in other versions says, by the spirit of God, I cast out demons. Then the kingdom of God has come to you. Wow. In this phrase, the, king, the, the finger of God, I, last Sunday I shared a bit about it, talking about God writing, writing the Ten Commandments with his finger. No, with, no, with no intervention from humans, just doing it. And then you have Moses also bringing the plagues, uh, using also his finger. And that's one of the moments in the Bible where you're going to see a spiritual warfare in a very powerful and vivid way. That's when you see God moving in a way 
that the kingdom of God comes to earth. You see this fight and this battle between Moses and Pharaoh was more than natural warfare, was a spiritual warfare. Was God bringing himself down to earth, shifting this and challenging this polytheistic society and saying, I am the one God, and this is my chosen people, and I'm going to correct your sins right now. And God begins to bring all these plagues, frogs, and the water turning into blood, and lice, and gnats, and, and, the, and the darkness. Wow. And sometimes we don't listen, but God is speaking to us. But the powerful thing about this passage is that there was a moment in the war that these magicians, they were trying to do what Moses was trying to do, was doing, and they were imitating all these um, plagues, but there was a moment when Jesus, when, when um, God asked Moses and says, tell Aaron to hit the dust and I will bring lies, nuts over all the earth. And he says that the magicians, they tried to do the same, but they couldn't. They couldn't. It's not coming. The meaning here is that we belong to a God that is all powerful, no limits. The kingdom of darkness has limits. You feel the attack. You feel like they are, they are taking over, but they don't. They are limited. And they are limited because you are serving the one and true God in the name of his son, Jesus. And you need to know that. You need to believe it. You need to believe it. Wherever you go, learn that. Don't be afraid. There is power in Jesus. That's why here in Luke 11, Jesus continued teachings, and he says in verse 24, he says, when an impure spirit comes out, a person, it goes through other places seeking uh, rest and does not find it. Then he says, I will return to the house I left. Wow. In other words, here we are, we are lost. Lord Jesus, come into my life, change my life. I surrender to you. The Holy Spirit comes, and now anything that is in there that does not belong to God is gone. And the Holy Spirit is in you. And then you decide, I'm going to stop worshiping, I'm going to disown Jesus, and I'm going to, read the, and I'm going to read the Bible, and I'm going to spend time with God, and little by little you start walking away from God. And then the same spirit that went out comes back and says, knock, knock. Who's there? The Holy Spirit. Go away. Knock, knock. Who's there? No one. Okay, let me find seven spirits that are wicked than I and go and move into the house. I hope that when any spirit decides to come to St. John, guess what? Knock, knock. Who's there? The Holy Spirit. Not today, Satan. Go away. Go away. Because my people, your people are full of the spirit of the living God. Not today. Find someone else. Go to another house. Not here. Not today. Our confidence in spiritual warfare rests upon our, not upon our own abilities, but upon what? The victory of Christ in Jesus. The victory that he has for us in the cross. In the cross. So, in other words, this is a call. This is a calling to join the battle in Christ. And here's the statement. Whoever is not with me, in talking about Jesus is the one talking here, by the way, in case you don't know. 
Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me, do what? It scatters. Right? So it's the understanding that Jesus is calling us to active participation, not to be spectators, but to actually engage in a spiritual warfare, knowing that the purpose of the kingdom of darkness, the, the purpose of Satan is to kill, steal, and destroy. So every time you see killing, destruction, stealing, even not, not only natural things, but stealing your dreams, your, your goals, your family, you know who is, that, who is behind that. So don't get confused, even if you're watching the news. Someone was killed. Where is God? What does God have to do with that? The evil that we have here on earth is coming from our own hearts. And we have free will. So God is saying, I'm waiting for you to call me in and fix it. That's the purpose of the kingdom of God. Bringing what? Light. And the kingdom of God is the spirit of God. Where the spirit of God is, the kingdom of God is there. When the name of the Lord is declared, the kingdom of God is there. When you have a child of God walking in the spirit, allowing the spirit to flow and pray for people and heal and, and bring deliverance and pray for peace, that's when you become the finger of God. The finger of God begins to, through you, touch people. Wow. How many of you are going to allow God to flow through you? How many of us are going to become a, a, a channel for the Holy Spirit to come down and flow through us and touch everything and everyone around us. I believe with all my heart that we are now facing these challenges 24-7. We have to be equipped for the spiritual battle, knowing that we have this armor in Ephesians 6, knowing that we have and we need unity to fight together, to come together. That's why Tuesday, 5 to 8.30, online, every Tuesday, we're going to be praying. And then once a month, in person, here in the sanctuary, we're going to start praying and praying and praying, come together to see God move like never before. The book of Ephesians tells us that we are engaged in a cosmic war. We must fight daily to mortify our flesh, tear down strongholds, and proclaim the powerful gospel of Jesus Christ. It's time to bring your flesh under submission. This is why the next sermon series will be on fasting. Hello? <laughs> fasting. Fasting for what? To submit your flesh. So your flesh learn to say, so you learn to say no to your flesh. You're going to hear your stomach say no. You're not going to eat. Stay there. And then next time you have, you see something on, on TV, you say, no, you're not going to watch that. And then obeys because you already trained your body and your flesh. You're already trained to say no to your flesh. Hallelujah. God bless you, my friend. Now, this is very important. I don't want to close this sermon series. And I want to clarify this again and again as much as possible. This key principle. The children of God cannot be what? Possessed by demons. Why? Because the Holy Spirit cannot coexist with demonic activity. The children of God can only be afflicted externally. They cannot, you cannot be possessed. You can be afflicted externally. Attack, not inside. That's why we have these expressions of demonic activity. Regression is the desire to go back and stop serving God and stop worshiping. Oppression 
It's just, you see that through the structures of the government, but also in personal life. It's control. People want to control you. And the maximum expression of love is when people give you freedom to decide, to think, to do what you want. So you know that Satan is, oper is, is, is operating on you when you feel trapped. You have no freedom. Repression is this, this activity, this activity of pushing ideas and thoughts and experiences into your subconscious mind so you don't remember anymore. Consciously, you don't remember. But you wake up in the morning one day, I'm sad. You don't even know why you are sad. You are crying. <sighs> why are you crying? I don't know why I'm crying. It's time to go where? Pray. He said, God, what is going on? What I'm crying? Why I am crying? And he began to give you, bring you back to your memory. Things. And then you forgive and forget. Repression. Depression. Depression is a good one because it's confused with this. You have clinical depression. We are humans. We can have a, an unbalance, a chemical an unbalance. And you go to the, bat, the doctor. They give you some pills and rest, eat, exercise. And then whew, depression is gone. But there is also a depression that comes from demonic activity. You can drink all the pills you want. You can rest all you want. You can eat all you want and still there persist. So it's time to do what? Find someone else. Let's pray for this depression to go what? Away. And spend time in the word, shifting your mind, replacing all these thoughts, quick thoughts for the word of God. And then you are healed. Heal. Suppression. Suppression is just this incapacity to stop thinking evil thoughts. Once you spend time with God and the stronger you get, the stronger any, any evil thought comes, comes to your mind. You say, no today. Done. But when you are not strong enough and you have been opening doors to the darkness by taking actions, by allowing thoughts and emotions that are not from the kingdom of God rule over your life, then you don't have a strength. And these thoughts come, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. You cannot stop them. Am I? Do you understand what I'm saying? They keep coming at you. It's a suppression. You don't have the capacity. It's an incapacity to stop unwanted desires and unwanted thoughts. Lastly, possession. If you don't take care of this, you're going to get weird. So what I'm saying is that no one really wake up in the morning and possess. That's not the way it works. You start going like this, regret, then oppress, then you repress, then you are depressed, then you can stop the thoughts, and then evil spirits, impure spirits begin just to move in. Pastor, what, what do I have to do? Well, we need to go and start closing all these doors. Idolatry. I don't have a problem with the idols. You know what is the problem? The, the spirits behind the image is not the idol. The idol is a piece of wood or gold or silver. It's not the idol. It's the spirits behind the idols. And when you put your, your misplacement face, when you put your face on that, you open the spiritual world. People. It's not just people. It's what? The spirit behind People, some people, you see them and you start shaking. You don't even know why. It's not the person, it's what? The anger, the violence behind that person. And you have the story of Elijah and Jezebel. He prayed, 
you know, fire came from heaven and he killed 400 prophets of Baal, of Baal and, and he was on fire. And then this woman showed up and says, I'm going to kill you. Tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to have your head in this plate. <gasps> he got scared and run and hide. Why? Was not the woman, was, was behind her, what she represented. That's why sometimes I'm afraid of women. Run away. Animals. I'm a veterinarian doctor. I'm telling you. Animals have an, inst have an instinct to perceive evil. And you have this passage in, you know, in the gospel where Jesus goes to Gadara to, to deliver this demon-possessed man. And these demons were asking Jesus, let us go into the pigs. And Jesus said, what? Go. And they said the pigs went to the sea and died. So this idea is that animals have these instincts. You know, you see dogs. Sometimes they are quiet and they see a person and they say, how, how, how? Another person show up. They don't even know why. You have horses. Horses are the best at this. If you have anything going on in your life that is not calm and shalom, he goes away from you. If you are peaceful and you are flowing and you are centered with you, they react really fast and kick. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. So it's not animals. It's the spirit around animals. Spirit around animals. Pastor, what is the application of this? Number one, acknowledge the reality of a spiritual warfare. Turn to Jesus and actively engage in battle. In me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. I take heart. I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit to come and show us and deliver us and give us the Confident that we are children of the living God. Therefore, no darkness, no demons can affect and control our life. Just pray where you are. If there is any situation around your family members or even personal that is not, that you know that is not God's will for your life, I want you to start praying right now for that, to rebuke that in the name of Jesus, to go away in the name of Jesus. Just pray. <laughs>